Reactor online. Sensors online. Weapons online. All systems nominal. Hello, everyone. Carrie here with the Unicorn Company podcast. Um, so, first of all, before I get going, I do want to let you know that this is being recorded in the hospital. Um, so you may hear things like alarms, beeping noises, random stuff that just doesn't make sense. That's because I'm in the hospital with pancreatitis. Um, I've been here since the 11th of December. It is currently January 2nd. Um, I planned on having this out before, um, or on New Year's, but, like, life in, in a hospital, trying to get things done, it's absolutely hectic, so, yeah. Um, anyway, that being said, I did want to take a look, excuse me, I did want to take a look at something that was, uh, you know, it's from 2023, rolling into 2024, and that'd be the Mercenaries Kickstarter. Um, mainly, I wanted to look at the top 12 units that I am looking forward to seeing. Um, so basically, these are the 12, 12 units that I am, like, totally looking forward to coming out. And I'm um, going to kind of explain why a little bit. And I'm going to go over a variant of each unit in Alpha Strike as well. Um, because that's sort of our thing here. Um, I'm going to try to release this to both podcasts and as a video on YouTube. So, you know, hopefully it works out. Um, might take a little bit to get, to get it in on YouTube. Um, just because of the editing and stuff. Um, and before I do go into the subject, I do want to thank both my sponsor uh, Fortress Miniatures and Games. Um, you can check them out at fortressminiaturesandgames.com. Um, Bobby, the guy who runs the store, he's an amazing guy. Um, and he has just about anything you're ever going to need for Battletech. Also, I want to thank all of my patrons. Um, without you, this podcast just wouldn't be possible. Um, if you do want to support the podcast, I would highly recommend going to patreon.com slash unicorn company. Um, and you can sign up as a patron there. Also, you can, um, you know, obviously it would help if my sponsors see some traffic from us. So going to fortressminiaturesandgames.com and getting, you know, whatever you're going to need for battle for battle tech from them. Um, everything from force packs to, to mats to terrain and, and anything and everything in between. So um, let's go ahead and get into the subject for the for today. The uh you know, what are what what am I looking forward to in 2024 as far as miniatures from the Mercenaries Kickstarter? Um so at number 12, the first one on my list here is the patent. Um so I'm I'm not gonna lie, part of the reason that the patent made it on the list is because it shares its name with me. Um that being said, it is an effective uh, it's an effective machine um, when we get down to it. Um, with my preferred version being the Ultra variant that comes in at 32 points in Alpha Strike. <clears throat> it's a combat vehicle at size 3 with a TMM of 1 and movement of 8 tracked. 
it is a brawler with a short medium of three and long of two with an impressive eight armor and four structure uh, for specials it has rear zero asterisk nil nil search and turret three three two so that is number 12 on our list is the patent tank um, and of course there is a controversy about the rommel and i just want to say this um going you know going into this the patent and the rommel have used the same model for god knows how long now ever since the original patent slash rommel miniature came out and it's you know it's a patent slash rommel it, it's always been that way and if you can't handle that you know then you you couldn't have handled it back in the 80s and the 90s when the Patton and Rommel shared the same tank miniature in the first place. So, going on from there, we have number 11. And at 11, um, it's another vehicle. This time it's the Ontos. Uh, the artwork for this reimagining of the tank is beautiful and comes uh, for and carries forward much of the original design with a look that is updated just enough to keep it relevant. While my go-to on this tank is usually the 3053 upgrade, the chemical laser variant has caught my attention lately. Um, it's a combat vehicle at size four with a TMM of one and movement of six tracked. It is a juggernaut and does seven at short and medium with one at long. Um, it has armor of six and structure of five with specials of case, indirect fire one, searchlight, turret 771 indirect fire one and comes in at 41 points i think i said that already might not have um the only downside of this variant is its limited faction availability uh for something more commonly available the 3053 upgrade is one point more and does one more damage at long range and is available to just about anybody that could possibly want it um so going on to number 10 we have the Ostsoul Battle Mech. Uh, the Ostsoul has gone through a few different iterations in its artwork. Uh, the original artwork wasn't the best looking, and its replacement in the Project Phoenix technical readouts um, was an exemplary example of an upgrade of the design. And the newest art, the newest art feels like a natural progression of the Ostsoul. Um, in keeping it in line with the current, you know, with the current artwork that we have out now. Um, the Ossol also makes this list because it is one of the earliest versions of a flashbulb design. And I'm a big fan of flashbulb mechs. Um, in Alpha Strike, I don't really have a particular variant that I'm in love with, especially in the Ilk Clan era. Um, I guess the one I like the most out of the myriad of options is the OT... OTL-8E. Uh, the Ostsol 80 is a battle mech, size 3. TMM2, movement of 10 inches, is a skirmisher and comes in at 36 points. It has short and medium values of 3 with no long and 1 overheat. Uh, the 8E variant has armor 7 and structure of 3, giving it respectful protection for its size. And for specials, the 8E has energy and rear 1-1-0. 
and it's a great example of a heavy trooper mech. So essentially like your griffins and shadow hawks and stuff like that, but with a little bit more bulk to them. Um, and it's a really good example of that kind of unit. So then we get into our number number nine for this uh, this top twelve list, uh, and that is going to be the Black Python, also known as the Viper, and as the White Raven. Um, the Python makes it onto the list as a matter of form over function. Um, the Python is a mech that has suffered from odd proportions and always struck me as some kind of weird evolution of the champion um, as a jet aircraft on two legs essentially um, the variant of the python that we'll be looking at as my anticipated one is actually a white raven variant uh, the standard variant of that mech that the Python Mini can double as. So you're not just getting a black Python, you're also getting a white Raven. It's kind of awesome, it's pretty cool um, because you're getting something that's relevant for like the clan invasion era and a little bit after, but you're also getting something that's relevant for the ill clan era um, as a completely different mech on top of it. So the white Raven in its standard configuration, it's a battle mech, size three, TMM of two with a movement of 10 jump, uh, the White Raven is a skirmisher and comes in at a point value of 56 points. Um, it has short and medium damage values of 6 with a long of 3. Um, it also has an overheat of 1. Um, the White Raven has armor of 8 with structure of 4 and has specials of case and crit resistant, um, which is a pretty awesome ability actually. Um, overall, the White Raven fills a role similar to other heavy mechs, such as the Mad Cat in Alpha Strike. And um, the new artwork for the White Raven or Black Python or Viper, whatever you want to call it, um, helps rectify many of the issues that the mech has suffered from in previous, previous iterations of its art, where things were just not proportionally right. And this, this does a lot to fix that and, and makes it look really good. So I'm really excited to see that on the table. Um, at number eight, we have in our lineup the Scorpion. Um, the Scorpion is a mech that's always a bit maligned and rarely seen as far as on the table. I barely ever see this mech. And it, it the artwork for this thing has always been weird. Give me a second, I'm going to grab a drink. In that it looks like they describe it in the in the fluff where it's going to have this horribly rough ride but also with it being a quad it's always suffered from kind of being splayed out bigger than the hex um, especially with the way the scorpion's legs are attached and you see that in both the original and you see it in the um in the project phoenix resculpt which did a lot for the design um, but at the same time, also sort of, like, I don't know. It helped it, but it didn't. It, it's hard to explain. Um, but the new art seems to drag the design into the 21st century and does it very well. Um, 
Now, the model that speaks to me in the Scorpion lineup is the SCP-1TB. Uh, the 1TB is a type Battlemech, size 2, TMM of 3, with a movement of 16, and is a missile boat. Um, it has 2 damage at every range with no overheat values, and it has a respectable armor for its size of 4 armor and 3 structure. It's a little mech. You know, it's size 2. It's small. It, it, it's a little, it, it, it's a small, it's a small boy. It's not going to hurt you. It's a small boy. Um, it also has, it, it, it's very basic in its specials. You don't have a lot to keep track of, which means it's also a good mech for newer players. Um, because you only have, I think it's IF1. So, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good little trooper. It's a good starter mech for, for somebody who's just getting into Alpha Strike and you don't want to overwhelm them with, with special abilities. And it comes in at 36 points. So, you know, it's, it's a wonderful little mech and it can kind of give you a little bit of flavor of, you know, what all you're looking at as far as getting into the game and getting used to some of the specials and stuff like that. So next up, we have at number seven. Well, let's say it's number seven. I did not write that. Oh my goodness. Yes, number seven. We have the Jaeger mech. Uh, this mech makes the makes a list um, because it's an iconic machine for Halstavian and forces of the Federated Sons, and. I've always had like a little bit of Davianista in me, um, you know, but also the, the, the Jägermack, it, it's to the point where you're starting to find it just all over the place in the inner sphere. Like, you know, even though it's an iconic Davian design, a lot of people have access to it nowadays. And it's simply because of how prolific the design is and also how much the, the Davians seem to embroil themselves in wars where they don't belong. But anyway, we're not going to go there. Um, but the the new art for the design, it, it's really good. It, you know, it sticks to that that weird, like the Jägermech has this weird look to the, 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 the torso where it sort of like has that, that roundish, almost urban mech body in a bigger mech and it still sticks to that but it also has its own feel to it and it does feel like a Jaeger mech like you can look at it you can look at an old one and you immediately can see it, it, it there's no oh well that might be a this or it might no it is a Jaeger mech um so the variant of the Jaeger mech that I want to take a look at is the JM7-F uh, this model is available to the Fed Sons and the Confederation. Um, and, you know, it's, it's pretty new. It came out during the FedCon Civil War. Um, the JM7F is a type battle mech, size 3, TMM1, movement of 8, and is a brawler. It comes in at 38 points and has a short and medium of 5 with no long and no overheat. Um, for protection, it has 7 armor and 3 structure with case and ECM to add to its defensive capabilities. 
the JM7F is a bullet hose. Um, it's the twin rotary auto cannon version. So essentially, yeah, it's 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 the A10 of of Jagermax. Um, it's effective. It can take a little bit of a beating, an alpha strike, not much, but a little bit. And um, it dishes out some decent damage, all things considered. Also, the ECM comes in handy if you're playing against Word of Blake or uh, Draconis Combine Forces, as the ECM can counter the C3 or the C3I networks. Um, so, to round out the top half of the units that I'm looking forward to from the Kickstarter in 2023, I am excited for the SM-1 Tank Destroyer. Yes, I said the SM-1 Tank Destroyer. Now, this is coming out as part of the Legends 2 box, um, as it is Calandra Kells SM-1. But I'm excited for it nonetheless, as it's the first Dark Age tank in plastic that Catalyst will be releasing. Um... But also, this thing is, is an absolute terror when you really think about it. So, in Alpha Strike, the SM-1 Tank Destroyer, it costs 42 points. It's a combat vehicle that's size 2, with a TMM of 3 and movement of 16 hover. Um, the SM-1 is a striker and does 4 damage at short and medium ranges, um, with no long-range damage value. It has 5 armor and 3 structure. And while this doesn't seem like a lot when combined with the blistering speed that the vehicle possesses um, and that high TMM, um, this this small and powerful hover tank is something you know that I really look forward to seeing on tabletops because this is this is a Hetzer on on speed and it's it's just awesome. I love it. Um, and also, like I said, it's, it's going to be the first Dark Age vehicle released in plastic by Catalyst, um, which says a lot because that means that the, you know, that era is not going to be forgotten um, as far as the miniatures go, but, or at least we hope, but also it, you know, a lot of that Dark Age equipment carries on into the old clan era. So we're going to have that carryover, which is wonderful. Um, so getting into number five now, we have the Loki Mark II. Uh, the Loki Mark II is on the... Oh, sorry. There we go. The Loki Mark II is on this list because of a few things. Uh, the first of these is that this is, once again, one of the first plastic Dark Age units. And I'm excited to see this mech in plastic uh, because, once again, it shows that there's interest in the mechs from the newer eras and that we're going to start seeing them in plastic, um, which is wonderful. I also find it interesting in general because when this sculpt originally came out as part of the Mech Warrior Clicks game, it was simply presented as the Loki. And... It gained its Mark II designation when it was integrated into the tabletop game from the Clicks game. So when when it went to Classic from from the Clicks, um, they said, "Oh no no no, this is a Mark II. It's it, it's too far. It's it's departed too far from the original to be the original Loki as far as looks." 
Um, so to me, that that just strikes me as a little bit of interesting, you know, behind the scenes lore, where you have something that, you know, yeah, no, it's the new, it's the new Loki and and a catalyst. Well, I think fan pro at the time was like, yeah, no, no, it's not. Um, so looking at it in Alpha Strike, the variant I like the most is the Loki Mark II A. Uh, the Alpha configuration is a tight battle mech, size three, TMM one, movement of eight. Um, the Alpha comes in at 44 points and has damage values of five at short and medium with four at long range and an impressive three overheat. So this thing, um, this thing can crank out eight damage at short and medium in its, in its death throws. Um, for protection, it does have six armor and four structure uh, with specials of Angel ECM, Case, Black, Zero Asterisk, Zero Asterisk, One, and Omni. Um, so, I mean, the Loki Mark II itself is pretty interesting um, because it sacrifices both speed and it sacrifices armor for raw firepower, which... I don't know if that's the best trade-off, um, but I'm happy to see it in plastic, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to end up with one. Um, what I do with it, I don't know. So we'll see. Uh, coming in at number four, we have the Charger. Yes, the Charger. Um, it gets number four for me because it has desperately needed a new miniature for a while, and None in the current range really do it justice. Um, in the Kickstarter, we actually get two different chargers. We get the standard model, as well as in one of the uh, one of the the unique sets, we get the three uh, K. Um, and the art for these is absolutely stunning and wonderful, and I'm really happy to see this upgrade. Um, now for Alpha Strike, I want to take a look at the, the most chargeriest charger that exists. This would be the Charger C. Um, so this is the cutting edge of clan technology smacked onto a charger. Um, it's a clan refit of the machine. It's a battle mech size four TMM of three with 16 movement. I didn't stutter. I didn't say something wrong. You heard that right. TMM of three. Um, while it's a little slower in water, over land, this thing is blisteringly fast and terrifying. Um, now you're thinking TMM of three. It, you know, this thing can't have any weapons, right? Um, well, it has a short and medium of six, no long range and no overheat. Um, and it has armor of 10 and structure of four. Um, so you just think about that for a minute. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's going to be so, so terrifying. Like, it costs a lot of points, but holy shit, right? Um, so for specials, 
It also has Angel ECM, Bloodhound, Case, Crit Resistant, and Recon, as if it didn't need more abilities. Um, it does pay for all of this, though. So, because it gets to be the nightmare fuel of, of Mech Warriors and Alpha Strike, this thing is 83 points. So, it's not cheap. But, dear God, I really think it can make those points back pretty quickly. Um, especially considering it's a TMM of 3 with that much armor and structure. Uh, yeah, that, that's... I don't want to deal with that. I don't think anybody wants to deal with that. All right. So we'll grab a quick drink and then we'll get into our top three. All right. So getting into our top three, the first one we have here is the Jenner 2C. Um, now, this is another oddity as the clans did not have any Jenners available uh, when they left, when the original Star League left the Inner Sphere. When the Star League Defense Force left, they just didn't have Jenners. They didn't exist. Um, instead, the Dragoons had taken some examples back to the clans, and Clan Novacat fell in love with the awkward Jenner. Um, you know, it's... It's not like a line mech or anything, but for some reason, Clan Novacat absolutely falls in love with this thing. And they decide that they have to make their own version. And they end up developing the Jenner 2C. And this thing would see deployment, ironically enough, uh, primarily against the Draconis Combine. So, you know, it's like some kind of night, you know. Imagine you're in your, your stock Jenner, you're running around, and then this thing that looks like your Jenner pops out from around the corner and totally just raffle stomps you it, it beats you and you're sitting there wondering what the hell just happened yeah i mean that that's that's the kind of thing that that people were dealing with at first so anyway you know it as far as this mech the jenner 2c that we have here um the original art was done by victor musical industries uh, and that was for FASA, and they had a very anime style to them. Um, when the Unseen became a thing, FASA eventually pulled all of their outside contracted art uh, just to be safe. This included the artwork from Victor Musical Industries, or VMI, and with it, the Jenner 2C, um, along with quite a few others. And that was, I want to say all of that was in Technical Readout 3055. Um, the design would get looked at for Project Phoenix, and in doing so, took away any aggressiveness from it, um, as it looked like it was redesigned by Chrysler from the 90s, and had the cab forward thing going on like the Dodge Stratus. Um, so it was all bubble-shaped and weird, and it just, it was not a Jenner 2C. Um, now, the new one. The one that we have the art to from the Mercenaries Kickstarter, it looks the part. It's also in a little bit of that pose that the Jenner 2C art originally was in, sort of like an homage to the original. And it, it's just, it looks the part. It looks aggressive. It looks, it, it looks like a, a fun mech, and it looks like a, like you know, a very aggressive little mech. Um, so we're going to look at, for Alpha Strike, we're going to look at the Jenner 2C5. 
the 2C5 is a battle mech, size 1 with a TMM of 3 and movement of 18 with 14 jump. Um, and it's classified as a striker. Uh, the 2C5 has short medium values of 4, long of 0, and an overheat of 1. Um, the Jenner 2C5 also has armor structure of 2 each. And specials, it has case, light probe, and recon. Um, so while it's not as fast or as cheap as the Dasher, for example, uh, mechs like the Jenner 2C are more robust um, as backstabbers and won't get vaporized if they're hit by an arrow for artillery strike in one turn. Um, you know, they require a little bit more attention. They don't have quite the TMM, but they are very very powerful as backstabbers and and as flankers <clears throat> so as my voice is trying to die on me and we are reaching the the top two we have in the number two slot the highlander 2c uh this mini is replacing one of the better ironwood metal minis um as the highlander 2c highlander 2c isn't a very old mini and also is based on a very popular piece of art from TRO 3060. Um, even with the Highlander, Highlander 2C being a newer piece of art and miniature, it is showing its age. And when compared to the newer plastic minis where the Highlander 2C mini feels a bit anemic in the arms and also has a series of doors on the torso missile launcher that are prone to damage being damaged, um and just add like some un unnecessary complicatedness to the model that you don't need um so in alpha strike the standard highlander 2c is a beast of a machine it's a battle mech size 4 tmm1 movement of 6 jump and a missile boat it has or it is um it has a highly impressive 7 at short and medium ranges for damage with 4 at long and 1 overheat value. Uh, the Highlander 2C also has 9 armor and 7 structure, making it very sturdy uh, when under fire. So for specials, the Highlander 2C has case and indirect fire 1. Um, and something I think is funny about this mech is that it is not available for the Star League Jade Falcons who Alaric basically went and said, you are my, you are my new black watch. And given the weird iconicism of the, the Highlander, when you think of the Royal Black Watch, I think it's really funny that those Star League Jade Falcons do not have access to the designs. And finally, we have the number one slot the mini that I am most anticipating this year from the Mercenaries Kickstarter, the Flea. Okay, no, seriously. Um, the miniature I'm most looking forward to is the Blood Asp. Uh, this is a mini that has long needed a good redesign. Um, and I say a good redesign as the Blood Asp has had three, re three sculpts. Um, and these are of the just the prime. It's had three sculpts of the prime, um, and each one has its flaws. Uh, the first of these 
had a torso that seemed to be mostly correct with lower arms, <clears throat> which seemed to come off a mini that was two sizes too small. Um, and of course, it also had these very spindly, tiny legs, like like little itty bitty legs. And it just didn't look it didn't look like it would hold the miniature up, much less an actual mech that size. Um, so the first three sculpts of the blood ass, um, it redesigned the legs to work a bit better. Um, and it then goes on to upgrade the look of the cockpit while also putting the entire upper half of the mini on steroids. Um, because now the entire upper half is this wide shouldered behemoth that hangs over the side of the hex. And it's, it's just, it's ludicrously like wide. Um, it, it, it just, it, it, it didn't, you know, it, it doesn't feel right at all. Um, and then you have the third, which appears to be better proportionally, but at the same time, doesn't feel right. Um, like for example, the cockpit, the, the, the cockpit assembly for some reason seems too small for the mech. Um, and the SRM rack that sits underneath of it is just way too big. Um, so the blood asp overall it's long needed a update and when i say an update i mean one that is going to look good and going to to just be awesome um and what we've been getting is efforts but there's always something that's just off about the design um maybe with you know autocad being involved with with the 3d designing or whatever program they use now I sound, I sound like an old, old lady. Um, but yeah, whatever, you know, with, with the 3D design programs, you can tweak it. You, you can get it to where it looks right before you ever get this thing out. And I, I think that's gonna, that helps it a lot is that, you know, they can tweak it and make sure everything feels correct before it goes to the production. Um, you know, so there is that. So let's take a look at this machine in Alpha Strike. Um, for Alpha Strike, we will take a look at the one of the most terrifying configurations, in my opinion, the Bloodasp T. Um, this model is size 4, TMM of 2, movement of 10, is a brawler, and has a point cost of 60. Uh, the Blood Asp, T, Blood Asp T has a short and medium damage value of 6, with a long of 2, and an, overhe and an overheat of 2. Uh, it also has 9 armor and 5 structure, with case 2, heat 1, 1, nil, and omni. So this thing is terrifying in every configuration. Um, but I think this one, though, like, takes it to 11. Um, and the reason for that is, one, you have an assault mech with a TMM of 2 uh, with decent armor and structure, so it, it's going to take more killing. Um, on top of that, you have case 2, so ammo explosions don't happen. Um, also, you are throwing heat, which it's only one heat, but it's still, you know... I found that heat seems to scare people in a way um, because it's something you don't have control over. 
and it can make it where you're gonna you know you're gonna be worse at shooting you know be slower it, it's just it messes with people's ability to do what they want to do with their mechs it's a control thing um and it it, it just totally seems to scare people but yeah so i mean with everything the only thing that would make this mech scarier is if it had a standard engine and all the extra structure to go with it so yeah this is this is the most terrifying version of the blood asp that exists at least in my opinion and i absolutely love it and i cannot wait to see the blood asp on the table nor can i wait to see any of these mechs on the table um you know so and and like I said, I was hoping to have this out before, you know, like on New Year's or something like that. Um, obviously, the world did not cooperate with me on this. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in a hospital with like feeding tubes and IVs and, and all sorts of stuff. It's it's just been hard to put this together. Um, so I do, you know, I do want to thank you for listening. Um, also, once again, I want to thank my sponsor, Fortress Miniatures and Games. Check them out at FortressMiniaturesAndGames.com. They have just about anything you could possibly want for Battletech, from miniatures to terrain to, um, you know, decals. It, it It's like a one-stop shop. Um, also, I would highly encourage, if you want to support the podcast, check out our Patreon. It's Patreon.com slash Unicorn Company. Um, and... Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's it for tonight. Um, so I hope that you have a good day, good evening, good whatever it is where you are. Um, and I hope that you have a year that is as wonderful and as magical as everybody out there, as each of you are. Um, so until next time, this is Carrie signing off. I'm gonna find my I can make a change. I wanna play the game. You wanna see- I'm gonna go